1: For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia.
2: Well, thank you for joining me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. And I, you know how much I love to have guests because I, I like to get guests every now and then, and... I think people have so much to offer, and we have so many amazing people around us that many times we don't even know are there. And so I have met a new person that actually has a show on this same radio station, and I was on her show, uh, I think, uh, Sunday and maybe this coming Sunday as well. So I'm going to let her tell you about that. But this is Inseong, and she is just a beautiful woman that I have come to know, and I love her heart. And so I'm going to have her on the show today, and we're going to talk a lot about her story because, you know, I love people's stories, and God does such amazing things in the lives of his people, and it's always encouraging to hear what God does, and even if God does similar things in our lives, the way that we experience it is always different, so it's always a new thing, so it's wonderful to see how God does these things in our lives, so in Siong, I'm so glad you're here today, and I want you to just take a minute, introduce yourself. I know a little bit about you, but I would really like you to explain some about who you are, what you do, the show that you have, because I want the listeners to know what show and when your show is, okay?
3: Okay. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, the show that we did together was so wonderful. It was a so beautiful uh, time together. Yes, it was. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, my name is In Sung Kim. I'm the host of a program called In His Love. And this program is airing uh, 1360 AM KPXQ at uh, Sunday 7 AM. Okay, people uh, usually listen our program on the way church.
2: Yes, okay, yeah. good. Now, can they get it any other way if they miss it on Sundays?
3: Yes, we have our website uh, www.inhislove.tv. And also our program is archived in oneplace.com slash Oneplace.com slash hopeministries. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. And our program is focused on uh, for those who are suffering uh, from abortion. Yes. Yeah. And um, because I experienced abortion and I had a heart for those who a lot of them misunderstood by culture and by media, and I wanted to be a voice for them, and to give them a hope and encouragement, and um, that there's healing and healing. Yes, yes, yes. Because God is God of restoration. And Isn't that that's yeah. the truth? That's right, and it is all about uh, we all lost. Yes, and either abortion or with other sins and. Or selfishness in this, so many ways. We are all short of glory of God. Yes, and we are.
2: And we, this is a very hard place to live down here on this planet. Yes, and there's a lot of things that happen to us, and some yes. of it is a product of of our own injury, our That's own right. you know life that that maybe we experience with our family or mm-hmm. the way just the culture kind of beats us up. That's some right. Some of it's just our own bonehead decisions that mm-hmm. we just do not always choose well.
4: That's right. And
2: so. The nice thing is there's grace for all of that. Yes, yes. And God wants to heal all of that. That's right. And yes. He's not angry with us.
3: That's right. Yes.
2: So you are married. Yes. I'm and how married. long have you been married? I've been married thirty years. Good for you. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> yes,
3: we made it. <laughs> that is
2: wonderful.
3: Yeah. And you have children? Three children. Uh, there are 22, 20, and 18. Wow. Are they all here in the Valley? Yes, they are all here in the Valley. Wonderful. Yeah, That's wonderful. Yeah. So how did you get into doing this radio show? Um, I was born in South Korea, and I met my husband when I was 16, and he was 17. In South Korea? Yes, South okay. Korea. And we met each other at church. And we fell in love with each other. And actually, we didn't know that it's called love, but we just, <gasps> something happened. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just to uh, make a short story, um, his parents and his whole family moved to America. And so he had to tell me that um, he asked me to wait for him. And first word, yeah, first word he said is he wanted me to be a first and last woman in his life. Wow. What a beautiful thing to say. Yeah, I mean, probably... I think he is is a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you're so here heard something from He has a, a four older sisters. Oh good. So there probably, you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably, <my Lord. laughs> so and then he asked me to wait for 7 years and we did. We just wrote each other. So you
2: lived um, in South Korea and he moved to America. Yeah. And you and just wrote each other back and forth all yeah, the time. Yes. And waited until he came and got you. Yes. Okay, so he came back to South Korea,
3: married you there, or yeah, we he came and mm-hmm. we married in South Korea because our family and right. his extended family were all there, so we got married and then uh, we came together to America in uh, 1985. So, are, are is all of your family,
2: your, your the family you grew up with, still in South Korea?
3: No, they are all here. They okay, good. Move or like to year two thousand. Got it. Yes. yes. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So were you glad to come? Oh yeah. Mm. I was uh when I came here I had so much dreams and full of visions and I was born again when I was eighteen. Ah. and since then God was really mightily uh uh used me. Just the Holy Spirit came upon me and I was very active in youth groups and mm-hmm preaching, and preaching was my passion. <laughs> yes. So um, our youth group just grew, and I, had, I saw the work of God, and I was fascinated. So I thought, Lord, I want to preach all over the world. <laughs> that was my passion uh, with marriage, marriage with my husband coming right. here. But uh, other part of my dream and vision was preaching the love of God. Wow.
2: And so have you gone back to South Korea? Have
3: you preached back there again? No, no. No? I didn't get a chance to go back. Right. Do you want to go back? At some point, yeah. If God wanted me to go back and they need revival. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So if God's will, I might just go back and rekindle their heart. (laughs) Yes. Yes, (laughs) Yes.
2: indeed. Yeah. Well, good. Yes. So you also do some artwork as well? Yes, is that um, one of the ways that got you you help express yourself and?
3: Yeah, yes. Um, I started with the hobby because it was always in my heart. Wanted to paint, but like we shared on our show, we're are more uh, living in the like a corporate a corporate yes, world, yes. and you are trained to do something else than you wanted to do. Yes, and so my art was always passion in my heart, and I always actually when I came to America, I started uh in majoring art uh but I was a little hesitant to do that because. There, there were a lot of weird people <laughs> in the art department, <laughs> yes. and I—that I, is I was, quite a different atmosphere. Yeah, they were—they were very creative how yes. they look and how they act. So, yes. I wasn't ready because it was you know, very a short time in America. Right. So right. Uh, experiencing a whole new thing is all, always not easy. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of overwhelming. Yeah. So I was accepted in art department first. Right. Right. And then I changed major to mathematics and statistics. Oh, exactly. so you went from the, the right side <laughs> to the left side of your brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I majored in actuarial science. And because uh, I couldn't understand English when I came here. Exactly so mathematics was the universal language that's that true. I was using it, so that was easier for me to Ex- transfer
2: that's that's true yeah. so how did you work in corporate America for a while? Very short time,
3: right yeah, right. but most of the times I raised my children absolutely and supported my husband's business. and what did your husband do? He's dentist
2: Oh good yeah. I like dentists. you like that? yes, I've needed i I have quite a history with yes dentists. Oh. Yes, I have very interesting teeth, but that's for it to show up for a whole other day. Okay. I mean, I've, yes, I have very big teeth, a very small mouth. So, oh. all my life, dentists have had, you know, braces and all those kinds of things. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. I'm always appreciative of dentists because they
3: really preserve your smile. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just a spouse and dentist is important. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. how did you come up? create this this ministry about post abortive and and the whole idea of abortion and and it's so prevalent in our country and it's devastating and and it's not understood at all it's so very accepted but then so shamed at the same time it's like you're everyone's allowed to have one and and everyone seems to be having them but you don't want to tell anybody you had one that's right, and so it's such a strange thing mm-hmm. that that it's on one hand it's so prevalent, so talked about, so fought for, so seen as this perfect, wonderful woman's right, and at mm-hmm. the same time nobody ever wants to talk about it.
3: That's right.
2: So how did you get involved in doing this?
3: Yeah, thank you for uh, describing very well the real issue is um, in Korea when I was growing up. There was a very um, What do I say? Uh, Very conservative environment where I grew up in, and so I wasn't introduced uh, about sex. Right. What it was, even though I got married, I didn't know what it was. Right. (laughs) Right. How how much I was, I didn't know what was happening. I wasn't educated in that area at all.
2: Well, I want to be careful because we're coming up on the end, and okay, so we're kind of giving people the teaser of what we're what they're gonna what they're gonna hear, because I don't want. You start in the middle of your story and then we say, sorry, commercial. Okay. Here we are at the commercial. So I'm I'm very fascinated to hear the different cultural issues and how that happened for you and, mm-hmm. and the repercussions of it. Because many times women feel like that they can feel like their, their experience with abortion is so unique or that nobody else has felt the same thing that they That's feel. Right. And what you start to find out for women is that it doesn't matter what culture, doesn't matter what age, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the circumstance is it's the same type of pain. That's right. Yes. And, and it is horrible pain. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I'm really glad that we're taking time today to really talk about this topic because it is really prevalent. And, it is, and, and in the whole way of trying to make women have these wonderful rights, nobody takes care of them.
3: That's right. That's
2: so this right. is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Please join me. In the next, uh, the rest of this hour, as we talk to Insong about her experience and the beautiful ministry she has for post abortive women. I hear the whisper in my well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I am so excited today to have. A new guest that I know I'm going to have on in the future, and because I love guests, and this is In Sung, and she is one of the radio hosts here at the station. She has a wonderful story and a really um, amazing, important ministry in today's world, and that is the whole uh, um, issue of abortion. And it's something that is so talked about in the media as a woman's right and so... Um, made to seem like it's just natural every day that this is just one of the things that's part of health insurance. And, and yet at the same time, we know in our heart of hearts, it is not the same because nobody wants to really talk about the event. That's right. They want to talk about whether or not you have the right and making sure that you have the right, but they don't really want to ever talk again about what happens, what the event is like, what it does and the repercussions for the rest of your life. That's right. So, we left with that, and you were talking about South Korea. Yes. And what occurred and how this ministry ha-
3: has, has come out of you. Okay. So um, I got married in on 1984 in June 30th. Mm-hmm. And then I had to wait another year to get a visa, and I came here about May 1985. First month, um, I was pregnant. Wow. I was in America. Right. And I didn't have any support system or anyone to go to. Didn't have a friend. And I couldn't go back to run to mom. Right. Um, I was a little shocked. Mm -hmm. And this is with your husband? Yeah, with Mm -hmm. my husband. But uh, at that time, we were living in a small apartment together, two-bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. And my husband's parents... Doing, having some a transition of their lives too so financially we were in difficult times so
2: there was a lot going on a lot of pressure yes
3: and you didn't speak English no no not right at all. and uh, so when I was pregnant uh, we didn't know what to do and also at the same time I had, Uh, infection Mm, urinary infection yes yes a UTI yeah and so I we went to doctor and got a prescription we were taking amoxicillin and then we found out uh, it was uh, I was pregnant Uh, yes yes and so um, whole environment wasn't uh, ready for our new baby yes exactly including myself and at this same time, uh, my husband brought some of the magazine. He was, that's a, a few memory that I have. I just I can yes. pick a few memories. That was the, one of the memory that he brought a magazine. Said it's a quarter-sized blood clot. It's not a human yet. It will become a human soon. So right. Something exactly. Like that. Yeah. And my immediate thought was like, oh, before it become a human. Absolutely. Uh, we. You know, we, my husband was at school, and I wanted to go to, back to school, too. And also, his parents weren't ready. And so, actually, my mother-in-law gave me some money to do to having an abortion.
2: So did you tell your mother-in-law, or did your, did your husband? My husband did. Right. And at the same time, you were taking amoxicillin, which we know is very dangerous, mm-hmm. take antibiotics.
3: Yeah. For a, forming, for a forming baby. That's right. But later I found out it doesn't really harm the baby. Exactly. But at that time, 1984 and 85, 80s, they actually probably promoted heavily about abortion. I didn't mm-hmm. know. I was mm-hmm. uh, clueless about that. Uh, so we went to doctor and also gynecologist, probably suggesting my husband the the option is having an abortion if you're not ready,
2: isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. That the very the the main reason that they would promote you having an abortion is well, if you're not ready, mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you want to, or you're not quite ready, or if it's not convenient.
3: Yeah, yes, it's like a it's option. Exactly. Uh huh. And so I didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I c- completely I don't understand what happened at that. Uh, uh, clinic, the, right. I mean the gynecologist's office. It was a beautiful upper class area, the nice uh, gynecologist. She was a old lady, I think, uh, if I recall correctly. So um, we took it as a really good advice, professional advice. And we went to clinic, and all I remember was I was vomiting, morning sick, heavily sick. And there was a beautiful, wonderful lady, was like a counselor. It just gave me a crackers and comforting me. And then I, th- I, th- I don't think I remember much. I think after that, it's just kind of buried. Well, that's kind of some of the post-traumatic stress that we talked about.
2: mm mm-hmm. That it kind of feels like a dream. mm mm-hmm. And it's hard to remember events. mm
3: mm-hmm. I don't think I remember, I recall at all for 20 years. Right. It just gone. Right. Completely gone till 25 years later. Wow. Mhm. And then it reared its ugly head. Um I don't know how it came. Um I think it was the Holy Spirit. Yes. But there was a here and there I I had a symptom but I didn't know what it was. Right. Um I was easily angry. Mhm and very sensitive and then when I go to church I cry a lot <laughs> and then I remember whenever I see the pastor I cry that is the Holy Spirit <laughs> I think so Well,
2: there is a fascinating thing about um, trauma and what God does for us how kind he is about psychologically how he created us and, and he gives us denial for a reason mm. and denial is, is a really kind thing that God gives us I think so. Until he wants to address it. And if we try to stay in denial after he wants to address mm-hmm. it, then we can get very, very sick. E- emotionally right. and psychologically, spiritually. Yeah. And so God really sounds like he knew this was not the time to be addressing this for about 25 years. And he let it just be. That's right. And then when he was ready to do some healing, it's like then it all starts to kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the ways that that it works with us. And, and I think it's really important for anyone listening as we're kind of coming to the close of this um, segment, that the reason we're talking about this is because we don't want any shame or any guilt
4: mm-hmm.
2: or any embarrassment for any woman that has gone through this. It is so prevalent and so common in many ways. And, and it's still very lonely. Right, and so one of the reasons we want to talk about this today is so that women can understand that this happens to us, mm-hmm. and and this has happened to many of us. That's right, and it and it's very understandable. Every woman's story makes very sense, much sense as to why it happened and why that was the choice and why mm-hmm. that made sense at the time. That's right, and and I have not one time ever heard someone say they were glad they had one.
4: Mm. No,
2: and so we're going to talk about that issue as well. I want to talk a little bit more about that because I always am telling people when they're in these, these struggles, I say, you know, nobody's ever said, I wish we would have never had this child. Mm. All the unplanned pregnancies, all the difficult pregnancies, all the ones that nobody thought they would ever live through, nobody's ever said after that child was born that they wish they wouldn't have had it. That's right. But everyone that's had an abortion has always said, Mm-hmm. I wish I wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and this is a very, very powerful topic, a very strong, heavy topic. And so I want you to join me in the next segment as we talk to Insong about this whole idea of the ministry of post abortion and the imperative nature of healing from this. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad that you are joining me today. And if you are just joining right now, uh, I have a very special guest today. Her name is In Sung, and she is one of the radio hosts here at uh, Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. She's a beautiful ministry, and it is the ministry of post-abortion. And we know how prevalent this is in our society and how it affects people. And so I really wanted her to be on the show to talk about this very, very difficult issue, this very um, heartbreaking issue and and the life that can come from it and the healing that God can give us. And that he knew this was going to happen when it happened. Mm -hmm. And he had already made provision for us to heal from it. That's and so right. In Song, I want, before we start a little bit more about the story that you're telling, I want you to let people know how to get a hold of you, how to listen to your show as well.
3: Yes. Our uh, program uh, can be listened at www.inhislove.tv. And if you go to that website, there is archives, so all the program that we recorded. Uh, we've been doing this since 2009, so there's a lot of archives, and we have a lot of Amazing guests in our programs and a lot of good information, so they can just listen to our program in our website.
2: I love that because you 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 really have such a beautiful show that is so healing, mm. and just encouraging and inspiring to listen to. Oh, thank you so yes. much! Thank you. So we left the last hour really talking about how you came upon this whole issue of abortion and and made the choice to to do that. You were very young, only 22, Mm -hmm. and you and your husband did it together, and you guys were Christians. Mm -hmm. So these are really important things for people to hear because a lot of times we'll hear someone's um, abortion story, and they'll say, well, I wasn't a Christian at the time, or they don't want to admit, wow, I was a Christian and I still chose to do this because there's Mm -hmm. so much guilt and shame Mm -hmm. that comes with that choice. And the choice is a super complicated one. Mm-hmm. And people don't just do that because they don't have anything better to do. That's right. And so this is a very heart-wrenching mm-hmm. story. And, and what you're experiencing is that, you know, that experience occurred and then 25 years, you never thought about it again. No. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, it's mm-hmm. time. We need mm-hmm. to address this. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We need to heal from it. That's right. Was the same thing happening with your husband?
3: No, no, okay, later, much later, okay, yeah, and so um, but I think the only memory that I had was um issue with my mother in law mm and I, interesting, yeah, and hatred was growing and growing without knowing why, very interesting, but when I went to counselor, she was keep asking me, why do you hate her so much mm-hmm. and then I was start crying, that was the first time. It really touched the ground. Yes, of the core issue. Well,
2: because remind the listeners if they've just are listening, mm-hmm.
3: what role your role mother played in this, in the abortion? Yeah, um, I don't think she had a bad intention. Right. Uh, right. Uh, yes. Because in Korea, there was Planned Parenthood came. South Korea. Interesting, really? Yeah, for the population control. I didn't know, I just studied later these days studying more about what was going on in abortion issues in all of the world. So Planned Parenthood was uh, building um, after the war they had to control the population at the time. So we had a slogan um, doesn't matter boy or girl, let's have two. That was a slogan uh, while my parents were having children. So, everybody was having an abortion at the My time. My goodness! But I didn't know what was going on.
2: Well, and you were taught that it was a blood clot. In yes yeah, in here, yes, in, yeah, in America but and
3: in, in Korea, there is. It was just accepted. Not even a conversation. Right. It was just you accepted. Just quietly, you do it mm-hmm. uh, because it's a social communication that you just culturally. If you have more children too, uh, it's a kind of shame. So you got to take care of it without really openly talking about it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I wasn't um, educated in that area at all. I didn't know what it was. Right. But when I came here, that's how it was introduced. It came on my life. And so my mother, you know, I don't think he just did it uh, intentionally hurt me. She was trying to help. Yeah, that's how they did it. Right. So we're not ready here financially. We can have it always later. So why don't you, while you are in school, um, let's take care of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. So and so then it ends up being 25 years later. I'm rejecting her. Yes, yes. Um, and,
2: and seemingly, and, and I'm sure that it would feel so illogical. And that would be so frustrating emotionally because why am I feeling this about my mother-in-law all of a sudden?
3: Yeah, I think I took it as a rejection. Mm -hmm. Rejection of me and my baby. Yes, yes. Even though she wasn't.
2: Yes, isn't that amazing how we have feelings that don't make necessarily logical sense to us. That's right. Well, I'm so glad we have one more segment. And so I want to encourage you all, please stay listening. And if you can't, that you always can go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and listen to the podcast on the website or on iTunes, you can get them. And, And InSong has also... Communicated, and we're going to have her tell again how you can get to her site. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I hear the in my well, welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and this is Conversations with Cynthia. And today, the conversation we are having is with Insung, who is one of the radio hosts here at KPXQ. And I'm going to have her tell you again how to get hold of her and listen to um, a lot of her testimony and the healing show that she has for post-abortive women and men, because, you know, men many times are the forgotten victims of this. And so I, I really am fascinated by this story that she has and how this will affect you. So I want you to continue to be listening to what God has done in her life about this experience. yes So tell us again how to get a hold of you.
3: Yes, uh, our website is, again, www.inhislove.tv. And uh, because of I suffered so much for a long time, mm. um, my heart is to really speak for them. I mean, uh, experiencing abortion is difficult enough. Yes, it is. But uh, hearing the message from media and all other area. I love the pro-life movement. Yes, but sometimes they forgot the post-operative people. Yes, and how indeed. They, yeah, how they bring the message out, hurt sometimes. Is that well? Because it can be guilting and shaming. Not only that, it's a, it's a PTSD. They're mm-hmm. traumatized. And yes. Bring, bring more traumatized them doesn't really help them.
2: Well, that's a very important point because it's hearing about how much the child is at a very like two weeks and six weeks Mm -hmm. is very traumatizing for anybody that's had an abortion. Mm -hmm. It further exemplifies what you've done. Mm-hmm. and the terror and the fear and the hurt and the sadness yeah. and the, the inability to grieve it mm-hmm. publicly.
4: That's right. Because
2: you can't really tell someone I lost a child without telling them, well, I lost a child because I had an abortion. That's right. And it's so the, the whole need to grieve and to have people be able to grieve with you over the loss of a, of a baby
3: mm-hmm. makes it impossible. That's right. That's right. That's why um, I'm just having this program to, first of all, warn people uh, to be careful yes. how to approach those uh, messages. Because most of post-abortive, they cannot step out and just have their voice. So they're hiding, and their voice is not heard. So we are focusing on saving babies, but we've forgotten those people who are wounded and suffering and a lot of seeking um, have a suicidal thoughts and That's right uh, taking their lives, hurting themselves and eating disorder, all kinds of stuff. Yes, that indeed. They, they, cannot never, they cannot share with parents, they cannot share with sometimes even friends, close friends. A lot of people that I encountered is they never share their story 20, 30 years. And because I'm stepping out sharing my story, they come to me and share their story. And they're holding my hand. I never told to anyone. Or some people are sharing their story in the deathbed yes, right before indeed. they uh, take a last breath. And they're sharing their story to their grandchild. I never shared with this or with anyone. I, heard, I hear so many elderly uh, people having that heartache. They never grieved uh, publicly and shared their pain. Uh, So my heart is just breaking every day. (laughs) Yeah, and so I'm going to share shortly about my healing stories. I went to Calvary Community Church, and uh, their uh, Holy Spirit was there ready for me and taking me the journey of healing their prayer, their love, Um, their labor of love with prayer was so much for me and then uh, I had to go I wanted to go to volunteer in crisis pregnancy center and that was the Holy Spirit too wow and, yes and uh, I was really excited to go there help without connection or why I wanted to do right and then um, when I was uh, when I went there I was start crying I took my three children with me with a really um, a joyful heart to I can serve (laughs) and uh, but I would start crying and then there was a counselor she shared her story that was the first time I heard somebody talking about abortion I mean literally abortion was the first time I heard wow and um, since then I was trained to um, be a volunteer to be a counselor and there was training and they were showing everything about what the abortion was. About. Oh, my goodness. Literally, I oh was... Oh, my goodness. Literally, I could not sit there. I stood up. I said, I got to step out. And I left the room, and I was sitting on the chair. I said, I don't recall where I was sitting because I was traumatized. And I was just shivering. I was just literally shivering. And I came home, and I was totally shocked on what it was. And it just... It was couldn't connect that that was my child and since then i was crying every single day i was just people call it a depression i wasn't depressed i was grieving i was crying deep at, deep grief d- yeah it was just all the grief was inside of me was start coming out so i've been going to church for seven years sunday night wednesday night just on sunday morning just going to the church And fed by words of God. And literally, the words of God saved me. Because I was saved. I was experienced the Holy Spirit. I thought I lost my salvation. Uh, I know. Yes. Because we start to feel like it's the unforgivable sin. That's right. I I mean, it's not even we think it's unforgivable sin. It's just too horrible to think about. Well, and we have to forgive ourselves. That's right. And forgiving ourselves
2: sometimes is even harder.
3: Yeah, that's harder. Because it, it's just too much to even if God is
2: Even if God forgives us,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, we can have a tendency to say, how could I have done this? I mean, I know for myself, That's and I haven't right. got to share for you, but I've also had an abortion myself when I was 19. Mm. And so the hardest thing for me to forgive myself over was I was adopted. And so I kept thinking, God, I'm adopted. And what did I do? At least my biological mother did not do that. But look what I did. Mm. And I was in college at the time, and I felt like it was impossible to tell my parents. My parents were um, very educated people; they were very involved in the community. We were Christians, Mm. you know. It was all this stigma, and and I just thought for sure that I would die if I did have a baby. That it would just—I couldn't do it. Mm. I could not do it. And so that was my only solution. Mm. Now, thankfully, I told my parents a couple years later, and they were very, very supportive. Mm. But it was truly that feeling, that disassociated feeling, mm-hmm. where you're not really here, but your body is here. That's right. And so for the whole semester, mm-hmm. the, after that event, it was it was in January, and I had to do a whole you know spring semester. Mm. Very disassociated through that whole semester, I barely got a C average, I think. And so it was this whole process of having to heal through that, Mm. similar to you. It's this grief that's very difficult to explain Mm. to people. That's right. And it's the reality of really, truly what God forgave Mm
4: -hmm.
2: and why Mm -hmm. and that he knew. And and so one of the things that helped me that I tell people all the time, whether or not I'm talking about the whole idea of abortion or not, I just say to them, conception, Mm -hmm. you know, the only way to get to heaven is to become human.
4: That's right.
2: And so if you're human for two weeks in the womb or 80 years on the earth, that's right, you still get to go see, see God. That's right. And so even if that life was cut short, mm-hmm. they still are in heaven because God wanted them.
3: That's right. Yeah.
2: And so it really is healing to realize, you know what, God, you knew what my decision would be. Mm-hmm. You knew that the circumstances of my life would create such a perfect storm mm-hmm. that this would, to me be my best solution. That's right. And in spite of that, God is so forgiving and healing That's and right. can make a beautiful thing out of a terrible tragedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. Thank you for sharing. Oh,
2: that. absolutely. Yes. I mean, it is a really, I, I don't talk about it very often. Mm-hmm. I really only talk about it if it's germane to, you know, yes. because it is a very powerful thing that God did in my life. And mm-hmm. the amount of the, the degree of healing that had to come from me right. was huge like you. And you That's didn't right. even know it until the Holy Spirit Working brought it up. Him. And That's all of a right. sudden you realize this, this, the depth of pain mm-hmm. that we don't even know that we have.
3: That's right. And I think Second Peter uh, talked about this was the most powerful message that I'm still holding on to is we're saved. Uh, the first Peter, um, chapter 1 and 22 said, we are saved by imperishable seed. Mm. Once you are saved, that seed doesn't perish. That's right. It's an imperishable seed. That's right. That's beautiful. Yeah. And even though we feel uh, horrible and we feel dark sometimes, mm-hmm. but God is there.
2: Well, and I think it's so important to, to realize that there are many Christian women that have done this. That's right. This is not just, you know, a, a pre salvation issue. Mm-hmm. And there's a tendency sometimes maybe for the church or for, for women that have experiences to think, well, if I did it before I was a Christian, that's a lot easier to forgive. Mm-hmm. If I do it after when I'm a Christian and that's I right. know God and I know mm-hmm. what God says mm-hmm. about life, wow, what does that say about me?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So really important for any woman that is hearing thats right that that is the world's view. That is not God's view.
3: Mm-hmm. That
2: is not how Jesus sees
3: us. That's right. And through this healing process, I think we understand the depth of love of God. Absolutely. And I think when I was going through so much pain uh, of this this losing child, uh, nobody really can come to my place and experience my pain other than God himself. That's right. Yeah. He lost his child for us. Mm -hmm. And whenever I feel that pain, I... I'm, I'm not comparing my pain with God's pain. His pain—I I don't think I can really compare that. But I can feel the glimpse of His pain. Yes. That h- how much He loved us through this all these pains that He still gave His only begotten Son for us.
2: Well, and see, when you think about that, the, the whole idea that God really which helped me, was when, when you think about God lost his son Mm -hmm. to people that killed him Mm -hmm. out of their own ignorance, Mm -hmm. their own fear, Mm -hmm. their own self-loathing, their own control issues. Mm -hmm. And the thing that Jesus said to the father was, forgive them. That's right. They don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's important for women to realize that God sees us that way. He says, Jesus says, forgive them, Father, they don't know what they're doing. Because we do know what we're doing at one level, but then on a whole different level, we really have no idea what we've done. That's right,
4: exactly.
2: And that's that's the latter part, the post-traumatic stress issue of what I really did. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I just love this hour. I love talking to you about this and the healing that God gives us. And so please tell the listeners again Uh where to get a hold of you, where your show is, all those those wonderful things.
3: Yes, our program, uh, all the archives are www.inhislove.tv. And uh, our testimony, uh, other guest testimony, and then experts, gynecologists, uh, pastors, theologians, all those people came out and shared their Uh, stories and their views. So please go back to listen to our program, www.inhislove.tv.
2: I love that. Yes. And in song, it's been so nice to have you. It always brings tears to my eyes when I talk about this topic. Yes. And we really want women to know how deeply loved they are Mm. at whatever, if they had it 30 years ago, if they had it last week. That's right. If they had it yesterday. Mm -hmm. That there is hope, there is healing, there is new life that comes. Mm-hmm. There's provision and there's acceptance. That's right. And we do not want anyone to leave this show thinking that they are bad and terrible and horrible and that they need to keep a secret mm-hmm. because our secrets are what make us sick. That's right. We do want privacy. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have to tell everybody everything, mm-hmm. but we need to tell somebody That's these right. things. Yeah. And so we want to encourage you listeners, or if you know someone or men, if you're listening, that you do find someone to process this out with, that you don't keep this to yourself. That's right. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Please join me on my website at cynthiahyatt.com, on Facebook at Cynthia Hyatt Inc. That's I N C. And in song, thank you, and God bless you in your ministry.
3: And well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you
2: so
1: much. All right. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you.